0: Are you passionate about technology, innovation, and sustainability in business management? Then mark your calendars for the second International Conference on Technology, Innovation, and Sustainability in Business Management, ICTIS 2023, proudly presented by Middlesex University, Dubai. ICTIS 2023 will be held on the 4th of May at Middlesex University, Dubai campus in Knowledge Park This year, the conference will be a hybrid event, with participants having the option of attending and presenting either in-person or virtually. Building on the success of its first edition in 2019, the conference aims to bring together researchers and practitioners from diverse industries and sectors to discuss, debate, and initiate a dialogue on the impact of advances in technology, innovation, and sustainability on business models, processes, and practices. Join us at ICTES2023 to learn how these advances can be leveraged by organizations both private and public to stay relevant and competitive in the post-COVID era. Don't miss this opportunity to network with like-minded professionals and gain valuable insights from industry leaders. Register now for the second International Conference on Technology, Innovation and Sustainability in Business Management by visiting our website. Middlesex University, Dubai, shaping futures. Hello,
1: and welcome to our podcast about AI and higher education. I'm your host, Judy Prostia from Middlesex University, Dubai Robotics Lab. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ways in which artificial intelligence is changing the landscape of education from the viewpoint of a lecturer. From personalized learning to chatbots, AI is being used to improve students' outcomes and streamline administrative tasks. But there are also concerns about ethical implications of using AI in education and the potential impact on teachers and their roles. Over the course of this limited run podcast, we will explore the experience of one lecturer, co-researcher Stephen King, as he attempts to enhance his current teaching using and integrating various AI tools. Whether you are a student, teacher, or just someone interested in the intersection of technology and education, we hope you'll find our podcast informative and, and engaging. If you enjoy the content of our podcast, please be sure to subscribe, like, and comment. Your feedback is greatly appreciated and will help us to continue producing high quality episodes. Thank you for tuning in and let's get started. It will explain uh, the rationale and
0: the aim of this study? Thank you, Jody. So, the overall aim of what we are working on is to provide an insight into the lived experiences of lecturers who are trying to enhance their curriculum and teach pedagogy with artificial intelligence. I have a program which is due to be re-accredited this summer. So, my thought process was what would happen if we put AI into the program. We used AI to design the program and see where that goes. I wanted to share my emotions and feelings as we navigate through ChatGPT, 4 4 E Designer and the countless other apps out there. AI is accelerating across all different fields, not just in STEM subjects. Advertising is another data-hungry industry, and I think it's an appropriate alternative course to a traditional course to begin. It has so many generative AI tools, design or text, that have an impact on us.
1: Do you think because with the recent race of uh, the use of ChatGPT, DALI, you think this is the best time to do this?
0: Yes, I perceive this to be similar to the COVID-19 pandemic's impact on education. We've heard of something happening somewhere. We haven't necessarily seen it directly impact us, but then it's going to whack us straight in the face. We will have to jump immediately. And I think we are approaching this inflection point where we will be forced to adopt AI and change many things to accommodate how it has become on the present in our lives. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, for this research, what's the um, hypothesis? Uh... What kind of approach, what kind of questions that you would like to answer?
0: A lot of this is related to employability, which is something that drives me personally. I want to graduate students with skills the industry wants. And this study arises out of the theoretical framework of capital, or techno-capital. This develops from Bourdieu's theories of cultural, social and economic capital. If we give our students sufficient literacy in the use of AI, If we build their media literacy, information literacy, digital literacy, computational literacy, then they will build their techno capital. This can be exchanged and converted to other forms of capital, including economic capital through jobs or through entrepreneurship. The aim is to investigate how to enhance quality of the learning experience and the education that we are giving our students for a better outcome for all. Wonderful.
1: So have you thought of the way how you want to collect the data how you designed the study.
0: Sure, the trigger and inspiration for this came from a colleague of ours, Samir. He was presenting about AI from a technology perspective. This was regarding the quality of the tools and what they could currently do. During this presentation, I asked him where the Blue Ocean was, and he prompted us to try action research-based methodologies. And so, from this I researched the methodology of autoethnography. And having researched what an autoethnography requires, I invited you to join with me to create a collaborative autoethnography to help make something academically rigorous. This to ensure we are meeting academic standards of ethics and rigor.
1: Right, so we are researching about artificial intelligence, but definitely we need the real intelligence as well so (laughs) the human participants here who are they
0: well there is two of us the boundary is myself and my teaching I am preparing a daily journal in the run-up to the ICTIS conference. So it is an artificial, accelerated deadline, but I think it is suitable because of the urgency of AI, and the need is right here and right now. This is a physical test of AI. The discourse expresses the benefits of AI to make things faster and more efficient. So let's see if I can adapt this in such a short period of time. I am journaling this in one note, which I'm sharing with you, my wonderful co-researcher. I invited you for a number of reasons. One, that we have a long relationship already, but also because you're an expert in robotics.
1: Thank you. The way I see it, just like any technologies, it can go the way that we don't expect
0: which is one of the reasons we are having these podcasts. According to academic literature describing the methodology on autoethnographies, we have to take treat the autoethnographer carefully. We have to look after my self-care. Whilst I am diving into this content, my emotions are going to be affected by something I didn't expect. I am likely to identify something about myself or the situation that I might not have wanted to encounter. The end output will be something will be practical. It will be a discussion hopefully on a new course and the processes that were implemented to design that course.
1: So since it involves human participants, although it's ourself, would it still need an ethics forms to be submitted?
0: We have submitted ethics forms and received approval. Autoethnography is a complex methodology, because we are offering our own informed consent and then we are informing ourselves on dot what the research is. As we are briefing ourselves, we do not know what we do not know. So the conundrum is how do we ensure the care of the participant when the participant is the researcher? How does the research take care of themselves? Another aspect is that there is a lot of power of delivering research through your own voice, so this needs to be assessed on an ongoing basis with a colleague. This will make sure there is no narcissistic outcomes because we have to take responsibility for the words that we say. These words have power over other people. And this is where I count on you as I have all the passion, but you have to rein me in and also keep me sane.
1: Sure. And thanks for counting on me. Is this your first time
0: doing autoethnography? It is, I am enjoying it. We are through the first week and it has already opened my eyes to new processes and new tools. For example, OneNote, I have never used it before and now I am using it various areas of my life. I see the power of how tracking what I am doing on a day-to-day basis helps me keep productive. It's an exciting new methodology. I have done a number of qualitative techniques in the past. It's another string to my bow.
1: Have you used any other tools related to AI particularly?
0: We are recording this using Descript, an AI-enhanced recording tool which has so many different functions. I have also looked at various graphic design tools over this period. I expect to be using Runway, ML and Tone, app which appears useful for creating slides. We have 30 minutes 40 tools identified that need to be assessed, but these are two that have attracted my attention. I've also used a lot of Chat GPT, as you may imagine, and even tried to use this for predicting football scores. Football scores yes, didn't work very well,
1: <laughs> so a so try. Yeah. So, talking more a little bit about ChatGPT, um, how far you have taken this ChatGPT related to your research?
0: So I've done a variety of tests over the first few days, so I have gone from zero to level 12. Before the study, I had almost no knowledge, no clue. I had attended a couple of talks and seminars organized by our colleagues. I had never used it and I was a denier. I was like, what is this? I didn't believe it would have any impact. And since then I've gone round a couple of circles to the point where I agreed with Elon Musk and the Italian government to cancel everything. And now I'm going around again. This is a proper Alice in Wonderland journey and I'm a few days down the rabbit hole, but still excited.
1: Did you find it uh, scary at any point?
0: Yes, on the same day that Elon Musk and his colleagues wrote Stop AI, I was very much in a position where I was imagining all the negative consequences that it could bring.
1: Yeah, well, he also called for pause that in development, right? So I think the reason is because uh, with the help of AI itself, the development can be rolling very fast, like a snowball effect become a very big, which actually we don't know where this will be heading. It could help us or it could harm us right but particularly in in the curriculum development in what way do you think this could benefit us in what way this could harm us
0: i don't necessarily see there is any harm in higher education elon musk is talking about taking things beyond where they currently stand and where they currently stand is very advanced i have started screen capturing tools that i've been using We went for breakfast and I'm paying on an app. I'm ordering on the app, paying on the app, and the only thing people are doing is bringing food to the table. I'm going to the gym. My gym is monitoring my heart rate and telling me that I'm fitter now, so my targets are higher. We all know Google Maps and Waze and we are grateful for these tools for helping us navigate the Dubai traffic. It's now a case of from morning to evening, every single step of my life is touched by AI, and therefore any business is being affected as well. And in the classroom, we have to incorporate it. We have heard a lot about chat GPT being used for cheating and all these other tools. As we go through this study, we may find that trying to ban all this software outright may become like trying to ban the internet 20 years ago or a calculator 40 years ago. This is that kind of paradigm shift and we have to accept and deal with it. And I am very confident that at this very early stage that we are going to come up with a fantastic solution. But if you put
1: yourself in the shoes of student, let's say you're your student, Once you use ChatGPT to help doing all your coursework or assignments.
0: I think there is a misconception of what is possible with this technology. I think that people who have not conducted the studies and are only listening to it second-hand or third-hand through media is just a kind of prejudice against computers. What are we really assessing? Their knowledge. And if it's knowledge, what do we need that knowledge for? What about independent or lifelong learning, research and study skills? ChatGPT, Tone, E Designer are tools to collaborate with to make better work. They are not to replace the work of humans. It is to enhance the work of humans. This is a break. Even the new chat GPTS that have fantastic results won't be a problem because we need to use that to upgrade our learnings. So what we may do on chat GPT-4 that may achieve 95% of the bar, but that leaves humans to complete and work towards 96, 97 or 98%. And that one or two additional percentage may not seem like a lot, but that is where the really transformative change happens. So we are already leapfrogging so far, allowing humans to invent new things, which is our role.
1: Now let's let's take a look at this. For example, let's take a look at another AI tools, Dali, for example, yeah. A graphic design students using Dali probably is not appropriate because they are supposed to come up with their creation, but in your domain advertisement, probably it's okay.
0: As with any technological enhancement, whether it's the printing press or what have you, it changes jobs, it doesn't remove everything. We are looking at new jobs like AI graphic designers and prompt engineers. These graphic design tools do not magically create perfect images. You need to be able to type in the prompt to help the computer come up with the image. You still have to apply human theories of graphic design, which are many. The old knowledge of graphic design still apply, and it is the human's jobs to ensure that whatever the computer generates meets those criteria. The AI tools will enhance what we can do, creating new forms of art, new forms of communication, but students still require the the old knowledge so they can program and prompt and also make a sanity check to make sure that the output is going to work and this would be abst on the theories that we already know the computer is just a machine and doing what it is told it has now empathy it doesn't know what is happening in current markets and trends
1: okay so that's interesting so i think that's all for now hopefully next time we will hear more from stephen king about to enhance your current teaching using ai and various AI tools
0: Are you passionate about Technology, Innovation, and Sustainability in Business Management? Then mark your calendars for the second International Conference on Technology, Innovation, and Sustainability in Business Management, ICTIS 2023, proudly presented by Middlesex University Dubai. ICTIS 2023 will be held on the 4th of May at Middlesex University Dubai campus in Knowledge Park. This year, the conference will be a hybrid event, with participants having the option of attending and presenting either in person or virtually. Building on the success of its first edition in 2019, the conference aims to bring together researchers and practitioners from diverse industries and sectors to discuss, debate and initiate a dialogue on the impact of advances in technology, innovation and sustainability on business models, processes and practices. Join us at ICTES 2023 to learn how these advances can be leveraged by organizations both private and public to stay relevant and competitive in the post-COVID era. Don't miss this opportunity to network with like-minded professionals and gain valuable insights from industry leaders. Register now for the second International Conference on Technology, Innovation and Sustainability in Business Management by visiting our website. Middlesex University, Dubai, Shaping Futures.